Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast NFL Show. You're now listening to the Week 12 Review, Week 13 Preview. My name is Evan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeremy. What's going on? Nothing, man. Just, uh, you know, excited for another week of football. It's getting to that exciting time of the year where, you know, we're getting close to playoffs, not only in real football, but also fantasy football as well. So now we're getting down to the wire here and things start to get exciting. Yeah, it is. The waiver wire is where we're all living at this point. I mean, in the NFL teams are living on the waiver wire too. But for those of you that play fantasy, you know how important these last couple of weeks are. Some of us have already locked up the one seed, like Jeremy. Uh, some of us are scrambling to get into sixth place, uh, you know, like myself. But it's uh, it's been interesting. So we'll we'll jump right into these games. Uh, we had the Thanksgiving games, three of those. Bills-Lions, Giants-Cowboys, and Pats-Vikings. First one we'll break down is Bills-Lions. This was the 12-30 game. Bills with a win. 28 to 25 over the Lions. Uh, Tyler Bass field goal being the separation there towards the end. Bills now eight and three. Lions four and seven. Allen two fifty three, two TDs and an interception. I uh, had seventy eight yards uh, rushing with a touchdown as well. This was an Isaiah McKenzie masterclass. He had ninety six yards and a touchdown. Stefan added seventy seven and a touchdown. But uh, other than that, I mean, I think the Bills defense was pretty mediocre. Um, Goff. 240, two TDs. Jamal Williams had 66 and a TD. Amon Ross St. Brown went nuclear in this game. He had 122 on nine catches with a touchdown. Uh, two interceptions or one interception for the uh, Lions defense. Alex Anzalone here getting a uh, <clears throat> interception. DJ Chark also, I forgot to mention, had a touchdown in this one. But yeah, I mean, I think yeah. the Lions played pretty well, to be honest with you. They looked pretty decent. Um, to only lose to the Bills by three, I think, is an accomplishment for sure. They had three wins in a row before this, and then this really tight loss against the Bills. So Lions, you know, things are looking up for them. Um, I do. I am a little bit concerned about the Bills. I know they're 8-3. and three. It's not like they have a terrible record or anything like that. But um, Allen does look mortal at this point, I think. And uh, to to have to rush down the field, Allen made a fantastic throw there to Diggs towards the end to to get them into field goal range. A good win, good scheming there towards the end. But I do think the Bills are a very beatable team, and uh, I don't know how you feel about them, but I I'm not totally sold. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, ever since that elbow injury, it seems like uh, Josh Allen's timing's a little off. Some throws are a little behind guys. Some throws just take a little longer to get there. Um, it just doesn't seem to, you know, still have that same zip. I mean, obviously, he can still throw the ball a mile and he can get it done when it needs to be. But um, it just seems like some throws he doesn't have, you know, mm-hmm. just due to that injury. But it was a good good to see them, you know, grind out another win. Uh, Singletary's been running the ball well, which will be good come playoff time. Um, but they definitely do look beatable moving forward. And, um, I, I mean, it's still them and the Chiefs as the favorites, but uh, I'd have to lean pretty heavily towards the Chiefs at this point, if you were to ask me who would win if they played today. Yeah, no doubt um, about that. And then for the Lions, like you said, man, I mean, they got some uh, they got some good momentum heading into the end of the season here. Obviously, their season didn't start out the way they wanted it to. Um, with, you know, Dan Campbell's second year, you know, they thought they had a little momentum um, and didn't start out the way they wanted to. But, I mean, down the stretch here, they're playing good football. I mean, Jared Goff didn't turn the ball over. Jamal Williams is doing his job. I mean, DeAndre Swift isn't really playing, which doesn't help them. Um, but, I mean, Jamal's been getting the job done, and Amon Ra's been, you know, their guy at wide receiver. So we'll see next year. Um, I could see them next year, you know, pushing for, like, a close to a 500 team, maybe a game under. Yeah. Um, but definitely a lot better than they started this year, for sure. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Let's move on to the next game. We had the Giants taking on the Cowboys. This was the 430 game. Giants now seven and four with a loss against the Cowboys here. Cowboys eight and three. Final score was twenty eight twenty in favor of the Cowboys. Giants covered that ten point spread uh, on some backdoor bullshit towards the end there. So I don't think anybody was surprised. You're always uh, due for one of those things when you, they saw the penalty on uh, Micah Parsons. I think everybody knew that the Giants were going to come down and score. So. Uh, final score doesn't really tell the whole story. I don't think. I think the Cowboys were a much better team. Dak looked pretty good. He was two. He had two sixty one and two TDs. He did throw two interceptions, but 
um, when your offense performs like this, it doesn't really matter how many interceptions you throw. Zeke, 92 and a touchdown. Pollard, 60 yards rushing. CD had a fantastic game. He had six catches for 106 yards. It was kept out of the end zone, but he probably should should have had a TD in this one. Uh, Gallup had 63 yards receiving. Ferguson with 57. And then we had Dalton Schultz, who actually got into the end zone twice on four catches and 31 yards. Uh, a really, really good performance from the Cowboys offense. They spread the ball around well, and I think they looked awesome. For the Giants, Daniel Jones had 228 in a TD. Saquon had 39 yards rushing in a TD. Uh, Richie James got into the end zone. He had 41 yards receiving in that TD. And we had Darius, Darius Slayton, who was the lead receiver for the Giants on 63 yards. Uh, Cowboys starting to really turn it up, look really solid. CD has been much better since Dak has come back. I just think the the balls are there for him to catch, and he's been able to sort of exhibit his uh, athletic prowess now. So <clears throat> it's good. You know, it's good to see the Cowboys perform here. Uh, Giants, I, I do think, you know, they're starting to hit their downslope. They're 7-4 and four at this point. So I don't know. I, I do worry. Saquon's been a bit mediocre since, uh, you know, really, really opening up the season hot. So I don't know what you thought about this game, but I think this went pretty much how we expected. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, this game wasn't as close as the final scoreline shows. Um, the Cowboys were never really in danger of losing after halftime. Um, they came out in that third quarter and kind of, you know, took over the game. And then the Giants scored with like 12 seconds left to put it within one touchdown technically, but they were never going to win. Um, and from the Cowboys' standpoint, like you said, they're really getting it rolling here. Um, Dak did turn the ball over twice, but that's all right. Everyone turns the ball over every once in a while. Zeke seemed to have a little life in his legs. I think it's that Thanksgiving game. He loves that. Um, and then for the Giants, like you said, yeah, they do seem to be on the down slope, man. I mean, we said it. They weren't a very convincing, you know, seven and two teams, six and one, you know, all that stuff. They weren't very convincing. And it's coming to show now. So I think uh, I still think they can find a way into a playoff spot, um, but they're going to need to play some good football here down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, let's move on to the 830 game. We had Pats Vikings. This is the spot that Jeremy and I were both let down a little bit. Um, Pats now six and five, Vikings nine and two. Her cousins gets a win in prime time. You don't see this all that much, but he did play really well. He had 299, three touchdowns, and an interception. He's always due for the INT, but. He did enough on the offensive end, um, you know, with those touchdowns to sort of offset that. Dalvin, 42 yards rushing on 22 carries. Tough day for him. He got wrapped up. But Jefferson and Thielen and Hawkinson really all had really, really good games here. Jefferson had 139 in a TD. Thielen had 61 in a TD. He had nine catches in this one. Uh, Hawkinson had five receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown as well. So really, really good day for all the stars on the Vikings outside of Dalvin. For the Pats, I think Mac Jones looked really good in this game. He had 382 yards passing and two TDs. Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris both wrapped up behind the line on their carries. 36 yards for Ramondre, 16 for Damian Harris before he went out. Devontae Parker had 80 yards on four catches. Stevenson did have 76 yards receiving and nine catches. Uh, Aguilar, actually a really good game from him as well. 65 on six catches with a touchdown, and then Henry had 63 um on three catches and a touchdown jacoby myers actually had 62 yards as well but he was out for about a quarter and a half he got banged up his shoulders um uh, in not great shape uh i really thought that myers was going to be able to go off in this game but after catching that first like 27 yard reception and going out he had a tough time getting back into the game so i don't know the uh, pats defense looked good at points looked really bad at other points they just let the Vikings slip through there at the end, and they weren't able to cover, which is a bit unfortunate. But I do think the Pats are looking better at this point. They definitely need to stick with Mac. Um, and the Vikings, you know, continue to 9-2. and two. So I, I guess even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Vikings, I guess, are good. Um, I know we're not huge on them. Um, they do look good. Um, Kirk Cousins, primetime win. I guess it's considered prime time. Good for him. Um, I mean, they're making a convincing push here uh, into the end of the season. And they look like they're going to give some teams some trouble. I mean, they do have a lot of offensive weapons. Um, and I'm not too up to date on their defensive lineup. Um, but it seems to do enough to, you know, keep them in the game and help them win games. And then from the Patriots side, I mean, they have a lot. They 
play very good football. They play Bill Belichick style football. Um, they keep everything close. Um, they haven't been able to establish the run game as much recently. Um, like you said, Ramondre's been, you know, kind of just catching balls out of the backfield. He hasn't been yeah. doing a lot of rushing. Um, so that's something they'll need to establish moving forward if they do want to make this playoff push here down the stretch. But uh, I think if Mac Jones keeps playing well, they definitely uh, can upset some teams here in the last uh, seven or eight weeks and, uh, you know, maybe sneak into one of those bottom seeds. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move on to uh, what was truly a bloodbath here. <clears throat> Houston 15 at Miami 30. Dolphins now 8 and 3. Houston 1, 9 and 1. Uh, for the Texans, Kyle Allen got the start. He had 215, a touchdown and two interception. Um, nothing going on the ground for the Texans. Jare Ogunbowale was actually the lead rusher with just 14 yards and a touchdown. Aikens had 61 yards in the air and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks had 59. Nico Collins had 44. What a pretty quiet day for the te- uh, Texans on the offensive end. The Dolphins, we had two, uh, 299 and a touchdown. He got pretty much taken out right at halftime just because he got banged up a little bit, and I don't think they wanted to risk uh, further injury. For Jeff Wilson, 39 yards on 13 carries with a touchdown. He also went out at half, came back late, um, but wasn't able to really amass anything after that. Tyreek, 85 yards on six catches. Waddle, 85 yards on five catches. River Craycraft had a good game with 55 yards receiving. Sherfield, 33. Uh, Durham Smythe had a four-yard catch for a touchdown as well. This is not as good. Um, or The Dolphins didn't play as good as they you know, probably should have or could have just because they subbed Tua out. I do think if they left him in, this could have been a 40 to nothing game. No question about it. The Dolphins' defense was awesome in this game. Uh, two interceptions, one from Andrew Van Ginkle and another from Verone McKinley. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. The The Texans are really bad. This went exactly how we thought it would. And I believe... Do you know what the line was for this game? Uh, it was 14 and a half. Yeah, it started so... at 13 and a half and ended up at 14 and a half. So they covered barely. Hey, we got the cover, the back door. Um they let the Texans back into it at the end, but it was just because they were playing, you know, second stringers. No big deal, really. Uh, good win for the Dolphins. I don't really know if there's much we can take from this, just because we know exactly who the Texans are. Yeah, I mean, at no point did anyone think that the Texans were going to win this game. Um, this was just, you know, game they game that was on schedule, game they had to play. Um, I'm sure both teams would have been happy to just, you know, walk away and give the Dolphins the win and the Texans the loss instead of uh, humiliating themselves. But, yeah, I mean, not much to take away from this game. Dolphins took care of business, and the Texans are still guttered. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's move on. Bengals 20, Titans 16. If I recall, we both had the Titans in this game. Um, Bengals managed to get a win. Seven and four for them. Titans are also seven and four. Joe Burrow, 270 in a touchdown. Samaj P. Ryan, 58 in a touchdown on the ground. T. Higgins, 114 in a touchdown. Hayden Hurst had 57. And then Samaj P. Ryan actually had 35 yards receiving as well. Defense played pretty well, but it was mostly just the Titans selling. Uh, Tannehill, 291. No, no passing touchdowns for him. No interceptions as well, which is good. Henry, 38 yards rushing. He got wrapped up. He only he had 17 carries and was only able to amass 38 yards. So tough day for him. He did have 79 yards receiving, but he fumbled on the goal line and Traylon Burks picked it up and got in. Um, his touchdown's not even listed, Traylon Burks, but I'm pretty sure it was him that picked it up, wasn't it? Yeah, it's his touchdown. It just doesn't show up because it's considered an other touchdown. Right, right. Um, so it's not rushing or receiving. Yeah, interesting. So Traylon Burks, 70 yards, uh, four catches, and the recovered fumble TD. Nick Westbrook, Akina, 58 yards on four catches. Not a great day for the Titans offense. They, you know, only lost by four, but I did think the Titans were going to be able to best the Bengals here. I think they're a better team. So a little bit unfortunate for us on the picks, but... Uh, a, a relatively fun game to watch in terms of defensive struggle. Yeah, I mean, a uh, little rematch from uh, AFC playoffs last year. Yeah. Was the AFC Championship, I believe? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, little rematch there. Uh, Joe Burrow comes out on top again. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill's still not that guy. I still think he'll be their downfall, you know, come playoff time. 
Um, Cause I mean, Derrick Henry only had 40 yards um, rushing in this game. And if he can only rush for 40 yards, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's not going to get the job done. Um, it was good to see uh, P Ryan step in for Joe Mixon this week and get the job done. Um, I mean, he didn't have, they didn't ask him to do too much, but you know, 17 touches and a touchdown, that'll get the job done. And then T Higgins just continues to dominate with Jamar Chase out. I mean, he started out slow, but he once again finished with over 100 yards. That's two or three weeks in a row, and that's also two or three weeks in a row with a touchdown. I mean, he's looking really good down the stretch here, and I think adding Jamar Chase won't hurt his stock. Um, I think it'll only help it moving down the stretch here because Jamar's going to take a lot of that pressure off him. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. We had... <clears throat> Where are we now? Oh, yes. The disaster uh, at Bank of America Stadium. Broncos 10, Panthers 23. Russ, 142 and a touchdown. Latavius Murray almost at 100 yards in this one. 92 yards rushing on 13 carries. Uh, Cortland Sutton, 75 yards on six catches. Kendall Hinton, 35 yards on five. Everybody else pretty much wrapped up outside of the Brandon Johnson uh, 10 yard on two catch performance with a touchdown. Their defense played poorly. Sam Darnold was able to amass 164 yards through the air with a touchdown. Uh, he also rushed for three yards and a touchdown, but Deontay Foreman with an impressive performance on the ground, 113 on 24 carries, Chuba Hubbard 65 on 17. We had DJ Moore receiving touchdown. He had a TD and went over 100 with 103 yards on four catches. They had a tough time marking DJ Moore. But, yeah, the Broncos are really fucking bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't think at the beginning of the season anybody thought that the Panthers would have a better record than the Broncos, but this win puts them at 4-8 and eight while the Broncos sit at 3-8. and eight. So, really crazy. I'm surprised. Um, I, I stayed away from this game, you know, with the— uh, the line and I took Deontay Foreman's rushing yards, which was a good pick because the Broncos are just so bad. And uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you felt watching this game, but it is tough to watch the Broncos play. Yeah, no. Um I wish the Panthers would stop winning. Uh, but clearly that doesn't seem to be the case. Um I mean, I wouldn't be as upset if we would have beat the Falcons a couple weeks ago and then we'd be five and seven and maybe thinking about, you know, sneaking into the top of the division. But I mean in the end we're ultimately gonna fall to uh Tom Brady. Uh but yeah, I wish we'd stop winning uh, and get a better draft pick. The Broncos are abysmal. They are hard to watch. Um the fact that we had to watch them on primetime football for the first four or five weeks of the season was act should be a war crime. Yeah. And they did move them out of what is that this week's Sunday night game, which yep. is nice. Um, so we'll at least get to watch a fun football game there in the Chargers and Dolphins. But yeah, I mean, they're shot. Um, they're ruined for the foreseeable future as well. I just don't, I don't know what they're going to do with Russell Wilson and all the picks they gave away to get him. Yeah. Uh, their future is very, very, very dark. Unfortunate. Bears 10, Jets 31. Jets improved to seven and four under Mike White. Bears now three and nine with Trevor Simeon at the helm. He had 179, a touchdown, and an interception. David Montgomery rushed for 79 yards. Darrington Evans rushed for 34. Claypool got a little bit more involved in this game. Definitely more targets than he does have when uh, Justin Fields is on the field, but still only two catches for him. He had 51. Montgomery had 34 yards receiving uh, as well. Darrington Evans had a 33-yard catch. Cole Komet with 27 yards on three catches. A quieter day for him for sure. Byron Pringle being the only guy to get into the end zone for the Bears. Uh, that's a Chiefs legend right there, a first touchdown legend. Uh, Jets, Mike White, masterclass, 315, three TDs, no interceptions. Zonovan Knight, 69 yards rushing on 14 carries. Ty Johnson, 62 yards rushing on five carries with a touchdown. Uh, Michael Carter, not up to much in this game. He got banged up a bit as well so we're probably not going to see him next week uh james robinson was a healthy scratch as well which is strange but uh mike white and garrett wilson linked up for two touchdowns wilson was able to amass 95 yards on five catches elijah moore with 64 yards and a td as well so the jets played a really really good game here defense looked good uh pretty easy to to make your defense look good when you're playing against trevor simeon but Regardless, it was a very good performance from the Jets. 
they're in a good spot now, seven and four. Don't think anybody expected them to be that good. So love that for them. And hopefully Mike White continues uh, to stay under center because he is much, much, much better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, I do agree he's better than Zach Wilson, but I am uh, I'm slow to call him, you know, their hero moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, I did think Joe Flacco played good football, um, but clearly I guess they gave up on that, maybe because he's old and they know he's going to retire um, eventually, and they want to try something new and young. But, I mean, Mike White had a few really good games last year and then a few um, questionable games, so we'll see how he does moving forward here. But, yeah, that was a good win for them. I mean, he moved they, their team moved the ball really well um, in what was terrible playing conditions. I don't know if you watched, but the weather was yeah, horrible. It was, bad. It was raining real bad. Um, so that was good to see them move the ball. Um, it was nice to see Elijah Moore play football. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought he no longer existed, but he had two nice plays. Um, so that's good. And then for the Bears, I mean, they're not going to do much um, without Justin Fields. They were barely doing anything with Justin Fields. He was kind of their whole team. So when you get rid of your best player um, and you have to put Trevor Simeon back there, who the Broncos didn't even want, and look at their team, uh, then there's there's an issue. So, I mean... Not not nothing to fault them for there, but their season's kind of wrapped up here. Yeah, no doubt about that. Okay, Falcons Commanders up next. Sleeper game of the week. This was really a fun game to watch. Uh, came down to the end there. Marcus Mariota, uh, 174 touchdown and an interception. Tyler Algier, 54 yards rushing. Cordero Patterson, 52 yards rushing. Olamide Zacchaeus had a great game here, 91 yards for him. Michael Pruitt with the only touchdown for the uh, Falcons of the game. He had a nine-yard uh, <clears throat> performance with a touchdown. For the Commanders, Taylor Heineke, 138, two TD. Brian Robinson Jr. got over 100 yards. He had 105 on 18 carries. Antonio Gibson wrapped up for the most part. Terry had 48 yards on four catches. John Bates, 24 on three. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. also had 20 yards receiving and a touchdown. John Bates did have a touchdown for them as well. So defense played pretty well for the um, commanders. They're still missing Chase Young, so that's going to be a huge addition when they get him back. To win this game 19-13, I think, is fine. Uh, command- or the Falcons are a sneaky team. They're 5-7. and seven. The commanders are now 7-5. and five. I believe they're 5-1 and one in their last six games. Yeah, um, they are. And yeah, they look crazy. good. I mean, they're playing some good football, man. I mean, especially now. Like, now's when it counts. Um, you know, they had some early season blunders and now they're, they're picking it up. I mean, I like Taylor Heineke. Um, I know you're a Falcons guy, so you, you would have liked to see them come out on top there. But I mean, for the commanders move seven and five in, you know, a tough NFC East, this is going to be fun these last couple weeks, seeing who finishes where, um, I'm excited down the stretch here to see what happens. But, I mean, for the Falcons, they still got a chance um, if the Bucks drop a couple games. But, I mean, they don't seem like they'll make the playoffs. But if the Bucks drop a couple games and they get hot, they could sneak into that top spot in the division. Yep. Um, okay. Move on to the next game. We had Bucks-Browns. Buccaneers 17, Cleveland Browns 23. Tom Brady, 246, 2 TD. Rashad White lead back here because Fournette is injured. Rashad White had uh, 64 yards on 14 carries. Chris Godwin went over 100 here. He had 110 yards and a TD on 12 catches. Rashad White also added 45 yards receiving. So 100 scrimmage yards for Rashad White. Good performance from him. Uh, Co-Keefed, five yards on a catch with a touchdown as well. Julio Jones, 40 yards on three catches. Julio looked good in this game. He's back and, you know, around at least. Mike Evans with only 31 yards on two catches. He didn't do fucking anything in this game. Bucks defense did not play great either. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, 210, a touchdown, an interception. Nick Chubb, 116 yards and a touchdown on 26 carries. Anthony Schwartz, uh, jet sweep legend, 31 yards and a touchdown on that one rush he got. Mari Cooper had a good game. He had 94 yards on seven catches. And Joku had 29 yards on five catches with an unbelievable touchdown there towards the end to seal the victory for the Browns. Um, their defense played, I think, okay. Uh, but the Buccaneers really just beat themselves in this game. The play calling uh, for the Bucks is just so conservative. I mean, you have the best quarterback of all time under center, and you're calling these super conservative plays. Mike Evans looks like a shell of himself. 
Uh, I don't know. It's bad news, Bears, them for the uh, the Bucks. They're five and six. The Browns now four and seven with the Sean Watson coming back. Yeah, I mean, this is. It seems like two teams um, that are, you know, both disappointing. Um, I mean, obviously having Jacoby Brissett doesn't help, but they seem to be on the up now that they get Deshaun back, even though, who knows, he hasn't played football in two years, so he could suck for all we know. Um, but, I mean, Amari's look good, Nick Chubb's look good, um, so they got a shot here. Um, I don't think they're going to win the division, obviously, um, unless they win out. But, I mean, at least they can end the season on a strong note, whereas the Bucks, it seems like they might end the season on a, on a down spiral here. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't get anything going. Like you said, they have the greatest quarterback of all time, and they still can't, you know, score points. They can't put together winning drives. They can't put together anything. Um, so I don't know. All hope is never lost with Tom Brady, but um, I'm definitely not super high on the Bucks. Yeah, I totally hear you. Okay, let's move on to the next game. We had Ravens Jaguars. Some late heroics down there uh, for the Jaguars. Twenty eight. For the Jags, 27 for the Ravens. Jags now 4-7, and seven, the Ravens 7-4. and four. For the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, 321, three TDs, no interceptions. For Michael Hasty with a 28-yard rushing performance. Pretty quiet game for the Jags on the rushing side. ETN went out pretty early because he got banged up a little bit. On the receiving side, Zay Jones had a masterful game, 145 on 11 catches. Jamichael Hasty did have 67 yards through the air with a touchdown, and Jamal Agnew had 37 and a touchdown, as well as Marvin Jones, who had 22 and a touchdown. Christian Kirk kept out of the end zone here. He had 46 yards on four catches, but the uh, Jacksonville offense played pretty well, and they played really well when it came down to it at the end there, so impressive from them. For Lamar and the Ravens, 254 and a touchdown for the former MVP. Lamar Jackson, 89 yards rushing. Gus Edwards, 52 yards on 16 carries with a touchdown. Josh Oliver was your lead receiver in this game for the Ravens. He had 76 yards and a touchdown. Deshaun Jackson had 74 yards on two catches. Uh, Andrews, 50 on four. Duvernay, 23 on three. And then Demarcus Robinson back down to the earth with 17 on one catch. Defense for the Ravens didn't play as well as it could have. They let the Jags get back into it when they really should have closed it out. Uh, and it was truly just an unfortunate blown cover for me because I had the Ravens five and a half, and there was a couple points where I thought they were going to be able to do it, and they just weren't able to. So I don't know what you took from this game other than, you know, Trevor Lawrence kind of being, uh, you know, showing a little bit of signs that he could be him. Yeah. Um, I also was on the Ravens. Um, and when they scored that late touchdown, um, I was like, all right, nice. We locked it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. go. Like, this is awesome. Um, and then our, our demise came. But, yes, it did. I don't know. I'm getting kind of sick and tired of the Ravens and the way they play football. Um, they get to the 30-yard line of the opposing team, and then all of a sudden they forget how to play. Uh, I, they, they have to have one of the bottom – uh, red zone touchdown conversion rates in the NFL. Them alongside the Bucks have to be two of the worst red zone touchdown converters in the league. I mean, the amount of field goals they kick is impressive. Um, and it's annoying to watch, to be honest, and I don't like it. I mean, you have Lamar Jackson, you have Mark Andrews, and you still can't score touchdowns. It's disgusting. Um, and then for the Jaguars, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, really good. He looked really, really good. Um, not going to take anything away from them just because the Ravens like to joke games. I mean, he looked really good. Um, moved the ball around to a bunch of different wide receivers. You know, they were missing ETN, and he still was making plays. And Michael Hasty had a hell of a game. I mean, 70 yards receiving, 30 yards on the ground. Um, that's what you like to see if you're a Jaguars fan um, when ETN goes out. Um, it would have been nice to see Daryl Henderson uh, get in once ETN was out, but they uh, he was a healthy scratch this week, although I'm sure this coming week he'll be playing. But yeah, I mean, good for the Jaguars. Um, Charles Lawrence showing signs of life. Uh, that's exactly what their fan base needs. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next game. We had Raiders-Seahawks. Some absolutely unbelievable late heroics here from none other than Josh Walter Payton Jacobs. Uh, the Raiders win 40-34. to 
in Seattle. The Raiders now four and seven, two wins in a row. The Seahawks now six and five. Derek Carr, 295, three, two, three TDs, two interceptions. Josh Jacobs, 229 yards on 33 carries with two touchdowns. It blows my fucking mind that that's a Josh Jacobs score line in 2022, but here we are. Uh, Devontae Adams, 74 yards receiving. Josh Jacobs, 74 yards receiving as well. So he went over 300 scrimmage yards on the day, which is so fucking crazy. I cannot tell you the last time uh, running back did that, and I would not ever expect it to be Josh Jacobs that did it. But here we are. Uh, Matt Collins, 63 yards and a touchdown. Amir Abdullah, 39 yards and a touchdown. Foster Moreau, 33 yards and a touchdown. An interception from Denzel Perryman on the Raiders' defensive side as well. Geno Smith, not a bad game. 328, two TDs and an interception. Kenneth Walker, 26 yards, two TDs. Uh, DK Metcalf, 90 yards on 11 catches. Probably should have gone over 100. There was a reverse call there down towards the end. Tyler Lockett, good game for him, 68 and a touchdown. Marquise Goodwin had 48 yards on three catches. And then Travis Homer had 45 yards receiving on two catches with a touchdown. Unfortunate here for the Seahawks. I had them. I thought that they would be able to win this game. It looked like they were going to at many different points, but the Raiders, strangely enough, clutched up and behind an absolute masterclass behind Josh Jacobs, win this game and improve to four and seven. Yes, one day you all will respect Josh Jacobs, my hero. 300 yards from scrimmage. I mean, I can't tell you the last time we've seen that. Maybe Doug Martin in like 2014. Mm, that's a good shout. That was. That's a good shout. Like, I can't, I don't know when else we would have seen that. Like, this is, it's been almost probably close to 10 years that we've seen someone go 300 yards from scrimmage. That's insane. Um, but yeah, Derek Carr still sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's something we can't get. Uh, Derek Carr still sucks. I mean, two picks. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Josh Jacobs and just saved his life, essentially, um, because Derek Carr was not going to win this football game if Josh Jacobs didn't break off that 84-yard run or whatever it was to win the game. Um, and then, as for the Seahawks, I mean, Geno Smith, still balling, man. 330 yards, two touchdowns, and you know, only one turnover. He, uh, he looks good. Uh, good for them. They seem to have you know found a suitable replacement for us, and he keeps them, you know, they're still fighting for a playoff spot here. Uh, Kenneth Walker has kind of fallen off a little bit these last couple weeks. Uh, he still gets touchdowns, um, but in terms of actual production, you know, from like the 20 to the 20, not so much the 20 to the crib. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has seemed to have fallen off a little bit, but I mean, still scoring touchdowns and they're still putting up points. So um, I'm excited to keep watching their games. Um, I don't know about you, but I think they've been exciting to watch all season. And I can't wait to, uh, you know, bet on the Raiders again this week, probably and lose money. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. By the way, uh, that Doug Martin game, this one rivals it for sure. He had 51 fantasy points in that game. So you're going by metrics. I don't know. Josh Jacobs' game might uh, might go over it. Martin had 272 total yards and four touchdowns. So I don't know. Uh, that That game was pretty good, but this one's definitely up there for sure. Uh, okay, Chargers, Cardinals. Chargers 25, Cardinals 24. This one was sweaty. Herbert, 274, three TDs, uh, 38 yards rushing. DeAndre Carter, 73 yards and a touchdown. Eckler, 60 yards and a touchdown. Palmer had 56 yards. Keenan had 49 and a touchdown. Chargers defense didn't play that great, but they did get an interception from Derwin James. One of our friends' favorite players. Kyler Murray, 191, two TDs and an interception. James Conner, 120 on the ground. Murray also had 56 yards <clears throat> rushing and a touchdown for himself. Hopkins had 87 yards and a touchdown. He had four receptions. Marquise Brown back. It was on a snap count, but still managed 46 yards on six catches. Conner added 20 yards uh, through the air with a touchdown for himself as well. Man, Cardinals probably should have won this game, but the dice roll uh, there at the end for the Chargers, just it, it paid off. They went for two. They won. I can't believe it. They could have totally lost this game, but um, Staley decided that this was the time the dice roll was going to pay off, and they get a much-needed win here uh, against the Cardinals, who are now 4-8. and eight. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about those plays. I'm never a huge fan of coaches going for two 
um, with the game on the line. It almost feels like you don't trust your defense to get a stop if you yep. were to lose the toss. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. It seems like a really big gamble for a team that just played for three hours to just put it all on the line for one play from the two-yard line. Um, I don't know. But they won. Um, and like you said, that was a much-needed win. I mean, to get over that hump and now be 6-5, and five, you know, get some momentum going in down the stretch here. They got Keenan back. Um, I think Mike Williams is supposed to be back this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but with, you know, DeAndre Carter and Josh Palmer coming into their own too, I mean, this is a team that could get fun down the stretch here. Um, so I'm excited for them. And then the Cardinals, their shot, 4-8. Um, uh, yep. Your season's done pretty much. I mean, there's not much to say. Yeah, they're finito, no doubt about it. All right, let's move on to some boring ones here uh, before wrapping up with two good ones. Saints, 0, Niners, 13. Andy Dalton, 204 through the air. Nothing going on the touchdown side. Uh, he had 21 yards rushing as well. Kamara was held to just 13 yards on seven carries. Olave, 62 yards. Rashid Shaheed, 53. Uh, Kamara did have 37 yards through the air, but nobody was able to get into the end zone for the Saints. Uh, Garoppolo, 222 and a touchdown. Eli Mitchell, 35 yards on seven carries after getting... Uh, er, that He then... Um, what was it, an MCL sprain? So he's probably done for the season. It's going to be McCaffrey. Uh, he's also dealing with uh, some soreness in his knee right now, but I don't think we have to worry about that too much. Ayuk, uh, 65 yards on on five catches. Juwan Jennings, 49 yards on one catch. Ebo, 43 yards on three catches. Pretty quiet game for the Niners offense, too, after that performance against the Cardinals last week. But you'll... Take the thirteen nothing victory, and I'll definitely take the cover from the uh, Niners here. Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, Niners defense continues to take care of you know things, not giving up a lot of points. You know, even when they only put up thirteen points, you know, it still was never really in doubt because the Saints couldn't get the ball moving. I, they did have one play um, where it looked like they were going to score a touchdown until Alvin Kamara, you know. Gave the ball up at like the two yard line, I think it was, um, which sucked to see from a fantasy perspective. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, the Niners look dangerous down the stretch here. Yes, obviously they didn't play their best offensive football um, this week, but their defense. I mean, if you can hold any team in the NFL to zero points, um, that's not led by Russell Wilson. You're doing a good job, and I think they're they're going to make a name for themselves down the stretch here. And we could potentially, you know, see them in the NFC Championship. Yeah, no doubt about that. Okay, uh, three more games here. We had Rams, Chiefs. Chiefs covered the spread against the Rams here. They're now 9-2. and two. The Rams are 3-8. and eight. Uh, Chiefs 26, Rams 10. Bryce Perkins under center for the Rams in this one. He had 100, a touchdown, two interceptions. He rushed for 44 yards as well. Van Jefferson, 29 yards and a TD. Nick Scott had an interception on the defensive side of the ball. Mahomes, good game for him to 320, a touchdown and an interception. Isaiah Pacheco had 69 yards and a TD. Rushing, Travis Kelsey had 57 yards and a TD. Receiving, MVS had 56 yards. Juju had 38 and Sky Moore had 36. So uh, defense played really well for the uh, Chiefs here. Touchdown or an interception from Nick Bolton and an interception from Legereus Sneed, as well as plenty of tackles to go around for the whole defensive line. Went pretty much how we expected it to. I thought the Chiefs would maybe pile it on a little bit more than this, but they seemed to just play up to their competition, and they didn't have to play all that hard to cover the spread against the Rams here. So I'm I'm glad this went as we thought it would. Yeah, I mean, not much to say about this game. Rams' season's finished. Uh, The Chiefs needed to take care of business, you know, just to keep momentum rolling down the stretch here, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, the Rams are going to fold the rest of the season. And hopefully we get to see some more exciting games out of the Chiefs down the stretch here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Two more games for us. We had the Sunday night game, a really good game between the Packers and the Eagles. Packers 33, Eagles 40. Aaron Rodgers, 140, two TDs, two interceptions, then knocked out of the game, banged up. He's done for, I think, probably the season with that injury to his thumb and the injury to his ribs. Jordan Love had 113 and a touchdown uh, in Rodgers' absence. A.J. Dillon, 64 yards receiving in a, or rushing in a touchdown. Aaron Jones, 43 yards rushing. 
Uh, Christian Watson, another really good game from him. 110 and a touchdown. Aaron Jones had 56 and a touchdown through the air. A.J. Dillon added 24, and Alan Lazard had 24 yards uh, through the air as well. For the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 153, two TDs through the air. He had 157 yards rushing as well. Sanders had 143 yards rushing and two TDs. Kenneth Gainwell, 39 yards rushing in a TD. A.J. Brown, 46 yards receiving in a TD. And Quez Watkins, 35 in a TD. All wrapped up with Devontae Smith as your lead receiver at 50 yards for the game. Defense played well, I thought, for the Eagles. They let up a lot of points, but there was a couple of turnovers for the Packers that we managed to capitalize on. Not a lot of field goals in this one, but a really good game from the Eagles. They're now 10-1. The Packers are 4-8 and eight with Jordan Love looking to take the responsibility for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's bad news, Bears, for the, mm-hmm. the Packers there. Um, they were already in rough shape, uh, and they really needed a win this week, and they didn't get it. So, I mean, their season's finished. Um, I never thought I'd say that about uh, the Packers as long as Aaron Rodgers was in the NFL. But, yeah, I mean, their season's finished after Week 12, man. Um, And then for the Eagles, another game where, you know, they they do take care of business, but not in convincing fashion. Um, It does make me nervous down the stretch. Um, I am a known Eagles hater, but it's not the team. It's more so the fans. So I don't really have any grudges against the team. I just wish they would – they would put teams to rest a little earlier um, because that's never what you want to see if you are a fan in the playoffs. Um, you don't want to have to sit there and be nervous the whole time on knowing that if you lose your season's done, you'd like to see them, you know, get out to an early lead and establish that lead and keep it that way. But we'll see plenty of, you know, plenty of games left, you know, six, six, seven games left here at the end of the season. So we'll see uh, if they can change that. But I mean, Jalen hurts hell of a rushing performance. Um, we haven't seen, it felt like we haven't seen one of those um, in a while. Yeah. Uh, 150 yards. Around. I mean, that's insane. And then, you know, no turnovers. That's all you can ask. Your quarterback doesn't turn the ball over. You're going to win football games. Yeah, no doubt about that. Okay, let's move on to the final game of the week. Pittsburgh 24, Indy 17. Taylor's now 4-7, and seven, Colts 4-7-1. and one. Kenny Pickett looked pretty good in this one. He had 174, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he was finding his receivers. It was 20 for 28 on completion attempts. Um, Benny Snell, 62 yards and a TD. Najee Harris, 35 and a TD. Kenny Pickett also rushed for 32 yards. Pickens, 57 yards receiving on three catches. Deontay Johnson, 49 on five. Pat Fryermith, 39 on three. Defense looked okay for the Steelers in this one. Really good in the first half, but they eased off the gas a little bit in the second, allowing the Colts to score 14 third quarter points. They were able to uh, wrap things up and win anyway, though, so it doesn't matter that much. Matt Ryan, 199, a touchdown, an interception. John Taylor, 86 yards rushing on 20 carries with a touchdown for him. Jelani Woods, 98 yards receiving on eight catches. Pittman, 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Nothing else really going on for them. Alec Pierce sold my parlay. He had zero catches for zero yards, so... Pretty bad there. Uh, Colts defense looked not so great in this one. And this is, I believe, now Jeff Saturday's second loss. So, yeah, I don't know. This was a a spot that the Colts probably could have stayed a little bit closer or won the game, but Steelers get an important win. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This game, I didn't pay too close attention to it while it was going on. It just seems like a game, you know, that wasn't going to be exciting, and it really wasn't. Um, That's why I found myself distracted a lot of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, It is nice to see Kenny Pickett building a rapport with, you know, George Pickens um, and Deontay Johnson, Pet Firemuth, you know, here down the stretch. Um, But, I mean, this is two teams who, like, it seems like they're they're just playing to play at this point in the season. Um, The Colts have severely disappointed. Uh, They were supposed to be good getting Matt Ryan and obviously having John Taylor still on your team. So I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, you thought Jeff Saturday would breathe some life into him. He did. They did play well um, last week and the week prior, but um, I don't know, not, not sold on them. And then the Steelers, like I said, I mean, their season's kind of over as well. Uh, just looking forward to next year. Hopefully Najee can continue to, you know, turn the corner down the stretch here. Um, he did get hurt, but I don't think it was serious. Yeah, uh, but if he can get some going and Kenny Pickett can keep the momentum going, I do think they'll come out looking good next season. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was serious serious enough to cost me money. That's for sure, as the boost was forty yards rushing, and 
he got 35 in like the first quarter and then fucking evaporated. Uh, it's such a tough scene for me. Um, okay, let's um, let's move on to our preview for the week. We have quite a few good games here. The buys are back. Unfortunately, it's gonna really hurt me in fantasy. Uh, after I'm three and one of my last four weeks, I'm gonna get fucked by buys. It is what it is. Um, but let's uh, let's run through these games. We have four. Buffalo taking on New England tomorrow at 8.16. That's our Thursday night football game. Boy, uh, Bills are only a four-point favorite, minus 198 on the money line. Money's all over the Bills. A bit concerning, but I'm going to take Bills minus four. I think they win this by touchdown. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Bill Belichick always makes me nervous, especially in New England. But the Bills are a much, much, much better football team. Um, I think what I'm going to do, let's look at these touchdown scores, see if any of them popping out to me. Ramondre, 115 is a great value. I think, you know what, I'll go with the Bills, minus four. I don't. Like you said, I don't like that the money's all over them, but I mean they are they're they're a touchdown better than the Patriots for sure, yeah. and I do think to cover that. Okay. Um. Up next, New York Jets versus the Minnesota Vikings. Jets currently three point dogs heading to Minneapolis. Uh, Vikings three point favorites, minus one fifty four on the money line. Over under set at forty four and a half. I really do like the over in this game, but I'm going to stick with the Vikings. Uh, the midnight or the 1 p.m. nightmare, uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be back in this one. So I think the Vikings play well. I think they get the win. Yeah, I I mean, the Vikings have, haven't really let anyone down all season. Yes, they've played a lot of really close games. Um, I'm not sold on Mike White um, quite yet. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings minus three. Um, I don't know what the team totals are, but I'll definitely be maybe going under on the Jets team total come Sunday. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, up next, Denver versus Baltimore. Denver currently eight and a half point favorites in Baltimore, plus 315 on the money line, over under set at 38 and a half. You, uh, you give me your first pick here. I already know where I'm at. It, dude, like, I can't take the Ravens minus eight and a half, even though the Broncos don't score points. Yep. Uh, I would like to take Mark Andrews to score, but they haven't been scoring touchdowns. Uh, total's only 38 and a half. Give me the under. Give me the under. Okay, under 38 and a half it is. I... Am making a huge mistake and taking Broncos plus eight and a half. I don't know like what's going on with the Ravens, but they suffer in the second half. I think the Broncos, there's nothing pointing towards the fact that they're going to be better at any point, but I don't really know like how much better the Ravens are like than the Broncos. I know the Broncos really suck, but the Ravens kind of have a stinky, fraudulent record. So I'll take Broncos 8.5. I think it's a good spot. I, I think they can definitely cover, and that's a lot of points. So we'll see. Up next, Pittsburgh versus Atlanta. Oh, this is a pick em. We haven't seen one of these in a while. Uh, Pittsburgh, one and a half point favorites against Atlanta. Minus 108 on the money line for both teams. Over-under set at 42.5. Hate the over-under. Uh, give me the Falcons. I think they win this game. They haven't won in a while. I'll, I'll take them here. Yeah, I I want to take the uh, I want to take the Falcons because they are your guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have them playing well enough this season to convince me that they could beat the Steelers. Um, what I'm gonna do. I don't know. Every time I bet against the Steelers, they find a way to break my heart. Um, God, pick them. This is tough. This is tough. I know because I can see in which both teams walk away with a win here. Yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take the Steelers. I hate to do it, but I'm gonna take the Steelers. They've been playing good football lately. All right, fair enough. Okay, right out. You're gonna take them on the money line, right? Or are you taking them on the? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really make no, sense. I just looked at the odds. Uh, okay, Jacksonville versus Detroit up next. Currently, Jacksonville are one and a half point favorites in Detroit. Minus one twenty six on the money line. Over under set at fifty one and a half. Uh, the Lions are one and a half point dogs plus one away on the money line over under 51 and a half. That just, it's too much for me. Where do you stand on this game? I, I think I like the Lions. Okay. Um, the Jaguars, this just feels like a game the Jaguars lose. Yeah, I just agree. Feel, it, I'm looking at it, it just feels like a game that the Jaguars lose. And for that reason, I'm going to take the Lions. Um, although, if you're looking for free money, guys, just bet Jamal Williams touchdown every week. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. All right, so you're going to take the Lions. I am taking the under. There is no reason, in my opinion, that the over-under should be set at 51.5. One of these teams isn't going to show up. I just have a feeling, and I do have a feeling that it's going to be the Jags. Um they used a lot of energy last week coming back against the Ravens. I don't think they're going to look that good this week. They haven't looked like really good for a couple of weeks in a row in a while now. So I'll take the under. I think this game's going to be a lot uglier than people think. Uh, okay, up next, Tennessee versus the Eagles. Titans currently plus 190 on the money line. Over-under set at 44.5. You can give me the Titans money line. Um, this is my money line dog pick of the week. They're going to win this game, and I love the value there. Nice. Um, this is also my easiest pick of the week. Uh, the Eagles' run defense has been absolutely abysmal. Um, so give me Derrick Henry touchdown. I don't care if it's minus two hundred. Um, he, I mean, they've been getting run all over ever since Jordan Davis went out. So yeah, sure. Okay, Cleveland versus Houston up next. The Browns currently seven point favorites against the Texans. Deshaun Watson revenge game. Uh, I know the money's going to be all over Cleveland. Yeah, it is. Over-under set at 47.5. Texans plus 270 on the money line. Uh, I'll take Browns minus 7. I, I know this is a trap, but I'm just going to bet it because I can't wait to watch Deshaun Watson play again. Yeah, I'm also in on Browns minus 7, and I'm letting everyone know now, come Sunday, I will be betting a Deshaun Watson touchdown. Let's not forget he used to run them in all the time. Just because he's on a new team doesn't mean he's not going to, you know, keep running them in. So I think there's probably going to be a lot of value on that, and I'm definitely going to sprinkle it. Okay. But yeah, give me the on a seven. I mean, even it doesn't matter who they had at quarterback. I think they beat the Texans by seven. Yeah. All right. You're up next. Washington versus New York. Uh, the Giants. That is Commanders currently two and a half point favorites heading to MetLife. Uh, money's pretty much split down the middle. Over under set at forty and a half. This is your pick. Yeah, I was just eyeing this game up. It's a tough one. And, pick them. and I feel like I know who wins, but I want to bet with my heart. And I want to take the Commanders. Um, and I love Taylor Heineke. But I don't know, dude. It just feels like, I don't know. It feels like the Commanders have to drop one. Um, and they can't keep sneaking by. And I think the Brian Dayball coach Giants are the team to do that to them. Um, so I'm going to go, I hate to do it, but I'm going to go with the Giants money line. All right. But in my heart, the Commanders to win. I'll take the Commanders. One of us has to has, have them. Um, that way at least somebody wins, right? Yeah, nice. Okay, so I'll take the Commanders. I think they can win this game still. Uh, up next, Packers-Bears. Packers currently four-point favorites. Bears, uh, plus one fifty eight on the money line. Packers minus one eighty eight over under set at forty three and a half. This is my pick. Uh, I hate this game so much, like so 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 much. I actually want nothing to do with any of this. I'm gonna take a uh, Christian Watson touchdown. Nice, nice, nice. It's cash three weeks in a row. Why not four? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm, I am going to say I do like the Bears here. Um, if I were to, you know, another, if I were to look and take more underdog picks, what I am going to do, I'm going to take the over. Jordan Love hasn't been terrible in football games that he's had to start for the Packers. Um, the Bears 
are a great defense for him to come in against. And obviously, I think with Jay Fields back, um, the Bears will have no problem scoring points. So I'm going to go with over 43 and a half here. Okay. Um, up next, Seattle versus the Rams. Seahawks currently seven and a half point favorites, uh, heading to SoFi to take on the Rams. Uh, Seahawks three fifty five on the money line. Rams plus two eighty five. Over under set at forty one and a half. This is a tough one. Uh, seven and a half is a lot of points, but the Rams really do suck. So I think what I'm going to do is just take a uh, what's his name? Um, hey, Dub. Yeah, fucking what's his actual name? Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I'll take a Kenneth Walker touchdown. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that's a phenomenal pick. Um, and that's probably that's where I'm gonna put my money as well. I mean, I don't see any team not beating the Rams by a touchdown the rest of the season. I do think if you were to take the Seahawks at minus six and a half, the value would be good. Um, but I mean, Kenneth Walker can't stay out of the end zone, and it seems like anytime they get within the twenty, he gets the ball. So I'm going with Kenneth Walker touchdown as well. Okay. Uh, up next, Dolphins Niners. Miami currently three and a half point favorites. Going from east to west, they're plus 172 on the money line, over-under set at 46.5. Boy, the money is all over the Miami Dolphins. It's your pick. I don't know how you feel about this one, but it's going to be tough, I think. Money's all over the Dolphins, eh? I was looking at this game, and I was like, this feels like a game where the Niners finally lose one. But knowing the money is all over the Dolphins... That changes things. Um, the Dolphins have been known to give up some points. I do think this could get uh, high scoring, although the Niners' defense is good. Um, what I'm going to do, I am going to take Niners' money line with a Christian McCaffrey touchdown, barring he doesn't sit this week with whatever that knee injury is. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, this is a tougher one for me. I really do want to take the Dolphins, but I just think the money here is kind of scary. Um, I don't really respect the Niners like everybody else is starting to respect them. I think that they're still very beatable, and Jimmy Garoppolo is one of those guys that sometimes just doesn't show up, so... I'm I'm gonna take the Dolphins. I, I think that they can just gouge them through the air. I know they have a good defense, the Niners, but I do think the Dolphins are a better team. So I'm gonna take them. I'll take them on the money line. It's it's very rare that we're seeing the Dolphins above like plus one hundred this year. So I'm gonna just try and capitalize on it while I have the chance. Uh okay, up next the Chargers versus the Raiders. Minus one and a half for the Chargers. Money's pretty much down the middle. I'll take uh, Chargers minus one and a half. I think they win this game easily. Yeah, um, I do think they win. Um, I don't see a way that they lose. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a Josh Jacobs touchdown. Uh, The Chargers have the third worst run defense in the NFL this year. So, I mean, if Josh Jacobs um, plays, which he should play after going for 300 yards, but they did say he's a little banged up, so he's probably not going to practice much this week. But there's no reason he shouldn't get in the crib, so I'm going to go with the Josh Jacobs touchdown, but I do agree with your sentiment that the Chargers win. Okay. Um, up next, Chiefs-Bengals. Mm, Two-and-a-half-point favorites for KC, headed to Cincinnati. They're minus 132 on the money line, over-under set at 52-and-a-half. Jeremy, do the honors. I already know where you're at. Give me the Chiefs minus two and a half. They owe the Bengals one. Um, Chiefs, I mean, they after going out the way they did last year in the playoffs to the Bengals, Patty's going to come out firing, and I don't see a way that they lose this game. Yeah, I'm going to take Chiefs money line just because the odds aren't that much different, but I'm with Jeremy. I think the Chiefs absolutely owe the Bengals loss here, and I think that they, uh, they get it done. Uh, okay, down to our last two games, Indy versus Dallas. Uh, Indianapolis currently 10.5-point favorites against Dallas at the Jerry Dome. Colts plus 410 on the money line, over-under set at 43.5. Money's all over the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to take a Pollard touchdown. Nice. Um, Too much, too many points. I mean, if there was no money on the Cowboys, it'd take them, but there's too many points. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to do is 
I am going to buy it down to nine and a half. Uh, you're getting about minus 140 on those odds, which isn't phenomenal. But, I mean, dude, the Colts' offense against Micah Parsons and the uh, Cowboys' defense, I, I don't think that's going to go well. So, yeah. I'm in. Give me the Cowboys minus nine and a half. I hate taking spreads that big. Like you said, that is a lot. But um, I think they win this game pretty handedly. Okay. Uh, one more game. New Orleans versus Tampa. Good God, this game sucks ass. Uh, Saints plus three and a half. Bucks uh, minus one eighty four on the money line. Saints are plus one fifty four. Over under set at forty and a half. I will take the Buccaneers though. I think that they win this game. What I'm going to do is I'm taking the under under forty and a half. Yeah. Both these offenses have been abysmal. Um, and you know at least one of the offenses is going to be abysmal come Monday. So I'm taking under four day and a half for sure. Okay. Um, what was your pick for the Cowboys game again? Uh, Cowboys minus nine and a half. I bought down a point. Okay. Wise. Okay. Uh, I think that's everything from us. Uh, we have a lot of buys this week, so that's a bit unfortunate. But at least we don't have to watch the Cardinals play football. Uh, or the Panthers for that matter. Um, but yeah. yeah. This was uh this was your week thirteen preview, week twelve review. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Thank you for tuning in. Uh if you're watching the World Cup or you're feeling like you want to get a little bit of analysis, you guys can make sure you check out the pod feed. Uh Matt and I are doing shows for that. I missed the first one, but I was back for the last one. So uh check that stuff out. Make sure you check out all past episodes of this show, if you've missed anything, uh, all the future episodes are on the same feed as well. So check us out there and also on social media at Post20Pod on Twitter and Instagram. SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for the show. Jeremy, thanks for joining me, and we'll see you guys all next week.